Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. The last few weeks has been crazy since I was over in Thailand training with Unit 27. Uh, I was very lucky to meet the likes of Sinead, Becca and Siobhan. And this week, week's episode is with Siobhan O'Hagan or OH Fitness on Instagram. Sinead is, or Siobhan is a social media influencer. She's helping people to get fit through the OH, OH Fitness Furnace. She's also a brand ambassador for MyProtein. She's currently traveling the world, living her best life, and is currently in Portugal at the minute. Uh, and I think the reason why so many people resonate with Siobhan's message is that she's gone through everything herself she's gone through the weight loss journey she's gone through extreme dieting and now she's kind of living her best life and is just happy at the minute Siobhan thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it thanks for having me I know it's a it's a hard act to follow after Sinead last week but uh, I kind of answered to the name Sinead as well sometimes uh, I, I was a, that was a Freudian slip so I do apologise <laughs> Oh, no, I, I, people do it all the time. People are like, Sinead, I love you. Like, Siobhan, but thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Siobhan, tell us a little bit about your story and how you kind of got into the fitness and became an influencer and stuff like that. Right, how long have you got? Like, <laughs> I, a little intro there. I never know how to explain myself and what I do. But, um, you know, for me, it was all about happiness and trying to be as happy as I can every day. And... I've kind of got to that point and now my goals is to help or goals are to help other people be that happy and do you know what as I said that I just remembered my mother listening to my news talk interview last week and she was like here John the radio she's like one thing there are so I have to make sure I get my grammar right today because I got it wrong on news talk parents will always keep you on your toes <laughs> yeah so anyway there's our first tangent um so yeah I am like I, I'm just living day to day now you know I'm I, I was in I had the security of a good job and, you know studied maths in, in college and I kind of was, was settled at 25 and then that's when I was kind of panicking going like, okay this this is it for the next 40 years and I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do but I just knew I, I was kind of looking around feeling like the world was like whirring you know rushing past me and I was standing there looking around going does no one else see this you know like I felt like I was in that the rat race um and I just wasn't it wasn't that I was that unhappy but I just knew I had to change something and then I went and did a year working in recruitment um and you know yourself I yeah. wasn't if it's not for you it's not for you some people are very good at it but I was I don't know I wasn't salesy enough um and I spent a year at that and I just was like, no, I, I don't know what else I want to do. I remember just being very upset and the HR lady was like, well, what do you really want to do? And I said, I just want to stay in the gym all day. And then she said, have you thought about being a personal trainer? And I just thought that was ludicrous because, you know, I like to go to the gym, but I also was like a sesh mom and I <laughs> just could never be consistent with anything. And... I don't know, I, I, I was, not that I was pushed, but I just felt like I had no other choice but to just make a move. Like, I was just so miserable then, and I went back to my old job, put my tail between my legs, just because the hours are better to let me do a PT course in, you know, part-time. So I did that, started up the little Instagram, because I was too embarrassed to post stuff on my own page, you know, fitness things. So I was like, well, if anyone's interested in fitness, I've set up this other account, OH Fitness and then it just kicked off from there and the rest is history that's where it all began and what was your what was your old job 
Um, well, I started in financial software, which I actually liked, and I nearly did a master's in software engineering, but I just couldn't afford it. Um, and that, but it was just it was it was a really nice company to work for, but it was like the directors and us, so there was no room for progression. Um, yeah, I like the, the money would have been, you know, I would have earned more money, but I just I don't think I've ever been that money driven. Um, so that's when I was kind of looking elsewhere and was my friend was working in recruitment and I was like what else can I do with my degree you know I didn't want to be an actuary even though it's like the highest paid job in Ireland I didn't want to work I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was also working in the right venue which I found was you know really social so I was like right where can I combine my degree in maths and being head hostess of a nightclub <laughs> and and then I well, that's how I ended up in recruitment I was like oh yeah I can be a people person I can use my knowledge of finance um and like I actually yeah I was a pe- I was good enough at, at recruitment in that I was able to build good relationships with people because you know I was able to understand them and what they wanted but I just wasn't cutthroat enough for it yeah I think that's the I, I probably struggle with that a little bit as well and you're kind of not lying to people to get them into jobs, but you're kind of pushing them into something that they may not be 100% going towards. And I respect I respect people who have made livings out of the recruitment industry, but it just wasn't for me. And I've learned so much, and I've learned so much how about how to kind of talk to people, how to build relationships. And I think that's why yeah. I love the whole PT side of things. So I do like the industry. I do respect it for that side of things, but it just wasn't just wasn't for me at that time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason I did well was because, you know, I, I, I had good relationships with some really big clients and, you know, you'd get one or two jobs where there's other people were just firing people into jobs and, you know, making a lot of commission that way. Yes, and it was actually, it was, you know, only a few days after I was handed a big bonus, I went in and handed in my notice. I was like, I can't do it. The money's not doing it for me. They were, all, they were quite surprised because I had just got a bonus, but I was... I was like, it's I can't I can't do it anymore. No, you can't lie. Um, you can't lie to yourself anymore. Like you know yourself after probably about three to six months. I was kind of like I was trying to I I kind of wasn't feeling comfortable in it. I was kind of like I knew then, but then I kind of just plodded along, thinking this is what I wanted. I thought this was what life was: nine to five job or nine to seven job, whatever it is. But it just yeah. it just it just wasn't it. Like, and I'm lucky enough now that I do something I love being able to help people and all that kind of stuff and I'm sure you feel the same yeah and I do think like all the skills like you know building relationships and everything it's carried through everything I know every job I've done I've done lots of different jobs you know like when I was younger and stuff and I think it all comes down to understanding people and what they want and I think that's one of the reasons even if you know doing well on Instagram is because you understand people and what they want to see and you're not pretending to be anything you're not yeah. I'm not pretending to be anything I'm not and I think that has stood to me you know whereas other people are using I don't know like social media strategies and all this and I've just never done it I've always just been myself and built it up organically and yeah no, you I don't know what the question was or what I'm talking about <laughs> no <laughs> no you, fa- you in fairness to you, you wear your heart in your sleeve when you're on Instagram you're just like this is me if you don't like it you don't like it if you love it fair play to you thank you all that kind of stuff. Sorry, I I one hundred hundred percent respect yourself for doing that. Um, yeah. With the funny thing, I find it enables me a lot more. Like things like I used to be terrified of anyone seeing me, you know, seeing me without makeup or seeing my spots, and I'd nearly be on edge going out and about, being like, oh, "What if someone sees me in real life?" And then with anything, I'm like, I just post it and just make yourself more vulnerable, and you'll realize that the world doesn't burn down around you. 
Um, the same with showing like cellulite and stuff. Like I used to, I, I, you'd never see me in shorts, and I thought it was you know something like fitness people just didn't have. And then I realised that if you post it, like it, it is kind of scary, and people are like, oh, I wish I had your confidence. And I'm like, if anything, I'm making myself more confident by posting it because by showing these things that you think people care about, and then you realise that people don't really care. You know, it enables you to be a little bit more confident. Yeah, I think some people. That's what I don't know. Yeah, so I'm the same with that's what with Instagram. I'm like, look, this is me, and you know, if you don't like me, that's fine. And I, it's that that's so much easier for me than trying to keep up a persona that I'm not. Yeah, and I think I think that's why people resonate with you so much. And I think even like people think that people in the fitness industry or PTs or kind of social media influencers don't have any of these insecurities, and they kind of put they can put like kind of celebrities up on pedestals and stuff like that, and everyone has the same insecurities it's just how people actually cope with them and deal with them which is which is the biggest thing um geez we've gone off on massive tangents oops um exactly we should really go to the two second question here um what uh, so we're talking about your kind of job and stuff like that and i know i've been asked a few times up on my social media regarding kind of how, how you made the jump to kind of leave your job your nine to five job have you got any advice to anyone looking to do the same Oh, not really. I was pushed. Um, no, I wasn't. Um, no, so, so when I, the only reason I was brave enough to leave recruitment was because I bumped into one of my friends I'd worked with in a software company and she was like, oh, how are you getting on? It's been a year. And I was like, awful. I hate it. I don't know what to do. And she was like, oh, no, why don't you like come back to us? And I was like, no, like I don't know what else. I can't go back. I was like, I don't know what else I want to do. But I was like, I was thinking of doing a PT course, but I just don't have time. And um, I said, the only reason I'd even go back there is because the hours are better. And then the next day she texted me, she's like, okay, don't kill me. But I said it to our manager and he'd be willing to take you on on a contract. And I was like, oh my God, no, I can't leave my permanent job for a contract in my old job. And she was like, just meet, meet him for lunch and, and say, and I was like, look, I don't even have time. You know, with recruitment, you're eating at your desk. And you're, and I was running through the CHQ building and I was texting her back. I was like, no, I don't even think I'd have time to meet him. And I walked to the CHQ building, building and bumped straight into him. And I was like, that is such a coincidence. Like, they're on the other side of Dublin. Like, and um, I just spoke to him there and then while we're going back into my office when I was in recruitment. and. I went back in after lunch and my mind was made up. I was like, right, I'm going to go back there, like do the PT course part-time. And the thing is, they had said, well, come back to us. We just need someone who knows the software and you can stay as long as you want. So I wasn't, it didn't feel like that much of a risk. <clears throat> but the, the problem is then, so I was there for like, probably like six or seven months when I did the PT course and I was building my Instagram. And like, they all knew what I was up to. You know, my, my manager used to sag me. He'd be like, you stop taking pictures in the jacks. Like, I'd be <laughs> taking pictures in the mirror and the toilet. Like, I was all about fitness. But I was doing my job. But then, like, five o'clock, I was gone. I was in the gym. I was studying. I was, you know, you know, building this other life. But I never I never saved any money or anything. And, and I don't know, maybe I had, like, two grand in the credit union. And... I was coming to, I was probably back in the old job like six or seven months and they were like okay well we kind of need to take on some permanent people and you're not going to stay are you and I was like well no I, but I don't know when I'm going to leave and they're like well we kind of need your desk and I was like oh okay so I then I was like I probably if I wasn't uh, like they weren't pushed like to be honest like it wasn't like I was fired or anything but it made me actually go and like okay I need to actually use this PT course and do something 
and that's it. I just found a gym and I said I'd pay rent and start training people there and shadowing PTs and you know only starting to learn. I got out of the job. And where did you where did you do your course? <laughs> if they want to leave a job, um, you know it's it's to realize that you know there's no security in any job and that life is short and the the career ladder is this illusion you know that we've built you know to impress other people. Um, you know, I always thought I, would, I needed a career. I couldn't decide between being an accountant or an actuary. Um, I wanted to be a DJ when I was younger, and my dad told me, you know, no, you know, you're you're too smart. You need to, you know, get a good job. But um, you know, I, I could have been DJ shivers, but I still think that everything, you know, happens for a reason. And I think by 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 going into secure jobs and leaving them and realizing again that the world doesn't end. That I had no response. I, I had no solid, you know, I had no mortgage, I had no kids, I had nothing to really to worry about. And I, I try and get through to people who are like me in that situation, who are, you know, trying to stay in a safe job, but they're not happy. And they realize that, like, life is short. If it doesn't work out, you can get another job. You know, it's not like a couple of years ago when it was really, really hard to get a, a good job or any kind of job in Ireland. It, it was, there is an abundance of, you know, jobs you know so what's the worst that can happen you take a risk you try something new and it doesn't work out you get another job yeah like, that's my thing like yeah i think that even if people are thinking about doing something do it on the side even so say if you are talking about going on the pt route or doing something like that do it part-time do it on the weekends run a summer camp run a boot camp yeah and then if you're making money out of it then 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 go for it that's my advice to anyone yeah um, I used to be um I used to be a big fan of Gary Vee when I started. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I've just you know, Gary Vee like, yeah. he's all about hustle, 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 you know, less sleep, work, you know, you can work nine to five, you've got whatever, another sixteen hours a day, um, and you can I don't know, eighteen hours like whatever the maths is. I've left my maths to be fine. <laughs> but um, you know, you've got a lot of the time the rest of the day. He used to say like, stop watching Lost. If you're not happy with your life, stop watching TV. You have so much time in the evening that you can study something else. You can read books. You can do online courses. You can watch YouTube videos on how to make YouTube videos. Um, like there's so much time in the day if you're willing to make it. You know, if you're on Instagram, even if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're telling, you say you're not, you don't have time, like you could be listening to an online course. Um, well, hopefully you learn something from this, but you know there there there's always something that can be done. It might not be immediate, but you can get up earlier and read ten pages of a book. Um, you know, I always think that there's something that can done that can be done to put you a step forward than you were the day before. Like it might not be as easy if you have kids, you know, that you need to look after. But I do think there's something you can be, you can do in your day that will put you a little bit further towards where you want to be. You know, and the thing is, then with Gary Vee, you know, he he also said, if you are happy with your life, then what's lost? You know, he's like, it's only if you're unhappy, because I think a lot of people, he was, I think he was getting criticism from people saying, you know, I like to watch TV to switch off and everything. I'm like, that's fine, but it's only if if you're if you're complaining about your life, yeah. and you're watching TV. I just think that's, you know, you, you've got some time that you could use to make some changes to your life. Yeah, I think that's, I think that, like, like, there's so much, there's so much, there's so many distractions out there, and there's so much information out there, you can literally learn anything off YouTube, 
you can what you can listen to so many podcasts out there, so many audiobooks now. Everyone literally has their headphones on in their own little world. There's you can learn anything from like going on the bus or the dart or whatever. Like so if if there's something that you're interested in, stick the headphones on, read an actual book, a physical book, get on your Kindle, listen to a pod, podcast or listen to a, a audible or anything like that. So I I love the fact that you kinda you've you've mentioned that. Um, and another actually another bit of advice I give to anyone who's looking to make changes is that you know obviously everyone the biggest fear I think everyone has is money you know it's the security of being able to you know pay the rent pay the mortgage but I always say to people to figure out how much money they need day to day Um, I don't mean like the basics I mean like for you to live the life you're living now or the life that you want figure out exactly how much money that is and only work that much or only do what you need to do to make that much and use the rest of your time to either upscale or do a new course or spend time with your friends and family or go on a holiday. Um, I think people, you know, you nearly expand to the amount of work. You know, people are working more and more to make more and more money that they don't really need. It's, and it's easy when you're, when you're a personal trainer, it's easy because you can just work out how many hours you need to work, you know, divide it back and, uh, that's some advice I give to any kind of person trainers that are looking to start an online business it's like figure out exactly how much money you need and only do that amount of hours and then use the rest of your time you know maybe to do a course on online training or to spend time building your online business or for your own training you know I think people work too much for money that they don't really need and then people work so much that they end up spending more money because they have more money and then they kind of end up in the same place that they're still unhappy because they thought that money would buy happiness and they're stuck in the same rut. I know, and like, that was me. Like, I, you know, I'm only looking at my sister. She's, my sister handed me, a, she's like, do you recognise this bag? She's using it as her handbag. You know, it's a, it's a designer bag I bought a couple of years ago and I left it in Portugal and I've forgotten about it. Um, and she was nearly like, oh, would you mind if I use it? I'm like, I, you know, I'm looking back going, I can't believe I spent money on that. You know, like, it's just my values have changed altogether. Um, and I think, you know, like, I used to look at my neighbour with his new car. And I remember it was a 181. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I love, you know, it was a nice big white Jeep. And then the more, I saw, like, then I was looking and it was never there. Like, the, the Jeep was never there. He was always this is me making presumptions making my own um yeah. or my own perception of it but you know i was like no wait hold on he's always working like his kids are at home and he's his kid the car is never there because he's always at work and i was like maybe if he just didn't get a new car maybe he could afford to you know work a day less which i know is easier said than done when you're on a salary you can't just be like oh i made enough money i'm not coming into it but um you know it's just it's just a way to look at things you know what you're spending your money on and what would make you happy and I think there's just there's they're just joint for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, if you ask people what what, what makes them happy, they're rarely going to say, you know, their holiday. Or, you know, holiday possibly, but you know, they're not going to say uh, this pair of shoes I bought or a new pair of trainers. It's always something like their happiness. And I don't know if you ask people what they want in life, they, you know, a lot of them will say to be happy. So even if you ask them what makes them happy, you know, and then figure out what you're spending your money on and line them up I think that helps will help, help a lot of people yeah even like I know when I was kind of figuring out like trying to take figure out my errors when I made the switch to the, the the new gym and stuff like that was that I didn't really want to work 
the the half five in the morning all the way up until nine o'clock because I was burning out. So I, as yeah. as you exactly said, was I needed X amount of sessions to be able to live comfortably, to be able to go out and have a life, being able to travel over to Thailand and still have some sort of life while trying to grow the business and stuff like that. So I think that's I think that's an awesome uh, any advice for any PTs or anyone in any industry is that money will not buy you happiness. It, it could yeah, it, figure it, out what your values are. It makes it easier to make decisions. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I always tell the story that, you know, I nearly bought a couch one Christmas for, like, I was renting an environment, but I was like, I, need, I had two odd couches. And I was like, I'm going to buy a couch. And, you know, because I was like, yeah, no, I want to have, like, a comfy Christmas where I can sit on the couch and blah, blah. And then I just bought flights to Thailand. And I was like, no, I value travel more than I value my L shaped grey couch. Yeah, and I ironically, I'm sitting on an L shaped grey couch now. But I mean, that's like each to their own. You know, I'm, you know, my sister would have different values to me, and you know, she's as long as she's happy, you know, in in her life, even if she has an L shaped grey couch, I'm happy for her. But if she was not happy, I'd you know be looking at where you're spending your money and what you can do to change it. Yeah, I'm sounding so preachy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I get I, passionate about this. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I, we've both been in the same position that we we're kind of we worked in the same ministry for a little while, but like, we've both been in the same ministry and the values have completely changed. Uh, and have you kind of had that perspective since you started traveling, or have you had that perspective before you went traveling? Um, no, I'd say before I went to Asia, you know, I, as I said, like I was just, you know, I was buying cars and bottles of chicken and nightclubs and you know like you know trying to build up a person I don't know what I don't know what I was doing really um but yeah being in Asia just makes you look at the world completely differently um you know there's no even even the difference you know there's a very stark difference to when I was in uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi Lassie where in Asia I just think everyone I don't know, there doesn't seem to be any classes. It's just there's locals and there's and there's tourists. And even at that, I don't feel like there's a huge like um class divide or anything. You know, everyone's just sound. Well, not, well I mean, I don't know if I've just been very fortunate to come across a lot of sound people, but you know, no one's looking at what car you're driving, no one's looking at your shoes that you're wearing, or I don't know, there's just this balance of or I don't know what to call it it's like magic in Asia that it's quite peaceful it's a simple life and it's yeah I think it's just a simple life yeah like you know and I've met so many people who have I don't know have lots of money and are really successful in that in that uh way of looking at success and but when you're over there everyone's on the same page and these are people that you you know these are people who are I don't know, in the top jobs in Dublin in their fancy suits where I'd probably never come across them. And yet you're kind of doing a training session with them, sweating. No one's looking at but I'm, I'm really rambling now. But no, it's, it's okay. No, I I, know, that, that was going to come up. That That's the one thing that struck me about... Because I'd done Thailand, but I'd done Thailand as kind of like a tourist. But I went over to Phuket to train. And the one thing that struck me was there was people there in Unit 27 with, who were looking to lose weight. And then there was the other extreme that people with like six packs and stuff. And there was no discrimination. Everyone was there for the same reason. You were all going out for dinner just, uh, up to the barbecue up to the barbecue place. And you're you're literally there for the same reason. Everyone, the community is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. what I loved about the whole place. And that's what I love. There's no status. And there's no, like everyone's on their scooters and... I don't even, don't even care what scooter you're driving. Like, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's to do with, I mean, it's, I think it's a lot of a Buddhism kind of influence yeah. in that, like, there's no, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's no, I don't know, don't get into religion, but, you know, it's a collective, a collectivism to something I've been learning about, you know, whereas the, I feel like people work to provide a service, not to make money. So, you know, you say, see even all the people sitting outside the nail bars and massage bars, I was like, how are they making, you know, how are they making money if there's that many people there? And, but it's like, they're, they're just happy to be there. You know, they're just happy to provide a service for the community, whether they're making a lot of money that day or not. It's, um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I feel like I've learned a lot from being in Asia, like studying humans. I'm fascinated by, by you know, human behavior and uh, like sociology and psychology and, and philosophy and everything. Like I'm learning every day. Uh, and even I'm seeing differences, even being in Portugal, I'm noticing different things that I never would have picked up on before. Um, but I, I don't, I'm trying to make sense of everything in my head. It's hard to kind of talk about it without... I mean, and, and make sense. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I learned so much. Like, I went traveling in, towards the end of 2017 after I got sick. And, like, one of the best places I went to was Myanmar, which was Burma. Uh, and oh, yeah. we, one, of the, one of the parts of it was we went into the middle of Burma and did a three-day trek. So you're with one of the, you got like a Sherpa or they have some other name for them, but the equivalent of a guide that walks you around. And this guy was only about 23 he had been in the army, he had done everything. And then at night you get to, you have to sleep with some of the locals. So these locals are obviously getting paid by you to kind of stay with them, but they have no electricity. They are putting you up for the night. They're, they've no English, uh, but they have literally the, the, the cattle or whatever animals they have on the farm are literally around them. And you're literally sitting there like, this is absolute bliss. Like, there's no distractions. There's no mobile phones. They're in bed at, like, 6 o'clock at night and back up at, like, 5 a.m. But that's their life. They, they're they so simple, so yeah. happy. And like, I, I honestly not... think, the, from, my, from looking around the world, like, I feel like the people with less, like, communities with less money, like, are happier or yeah. nicer. Like, even at Christmas, I was I, I was working in town for a few days, and I, I rented an Airbnb on... Um, on Grafton Street and like I hate shopping so like I didn't even go into any of the shops um besides Marks and Spencer's for the cookies but I remember going out I, I, I don't know if you know uh, Thomas Nolan yes um he was doing great work at Christmas with the homeless people and I just said to him he was going he was doing like a, a run every night and just going out and giving like some warm clothes to the people on the streets so I just said to him can I go with you one night and I remember on the way out like Graf or Brent Thomas was closing and it was like it was just, it looked like mayhem. You know, like people looked like they were stressing out about everything. And then, so we went out and we were just talking to all these people on the streets, like sitting there in the cold. And honestly, they were happier, I think, than the people I was looking at in Brian Thomas. You know, they have nothing. They were, but they were having laughs and jokes. And it just it gave me such a perspective. And like, I, I, it's hard to kind of get that out without, you know, I don't want to sound, I don't know, like it's hard to, I don't want to offend anyone, but. I don't know, just taking life with different perspectives is important. Yeah, and some um, people figure it out at different stages as well. Like, we found it out in our, like, our late 20s or whatever, and some people yeah. find it out earlier, some people find it out later. And I know, like, there's so many people over in Thailand trying to kind of sort out what's going on at the minute, and some yeah. people traveling at the minute, and 
it's it's it's, it's an amazing place for that because you get so yeah, much perspective. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Everyone's living differently. You know, like you can you're just sitting in a cafe and you're, you're chatting to someone. And I mean, I always think like imagine you're sitting in Costa and you just were like, hey, like someone's sitting on their own. You're like, hi, you know, like it just wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't. Um, get talking to someone in a cafe and you're like, what are you up to? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I just I wasn't happy in my job, so I just quit and so I just came over here and now I'm drinking coffee. And I'm like, imagine you met someone in Costa on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. I just quit my job, so I'm just having coffee. And you'd be like, oh, my God. But um, I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I like about it over there. Like, everyone's kind of living differently. Some people are, you know, traveling. They've saved them. Maybe they work a couple of weeks and then they travel. Or, you know, maybe some people are between jobs. Sometimes it's cheaper to live over there than it is at home. Um, and I know Sinead touched on that a lot, you know, saying that it's cheaper to travel. That travel is a matter of courage. Like, flights are the most expensive thing. And... Um, once you get away, it's a lot cheaper to live. Oh, it's so much, right. It's so much cheaper. Like, like you could easily, if you went to like Burma or some other parts in Thailand, you could easily feed yourself for seven, eight euro plus your accommodation, probably about fourteen euro a day, easily. Yeah. yeah. And you'd eat like a king. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, I mean, the ideal thing for everyone would be like, if you get your work online, then you can. That's the, that's the key to it is you know making as much money as you can when you don't need to be there yeah you were you you let you kind of worked your hours and then if you're like the, the one thing we alluded to when we were talking off air was kind of when we were doing our online client check-ins was that it was nice having to wake up in the morning while they're asleep and then when they wake up they have a message on their phone either voice notes or they have their check-in videos and i thought that, yeah, that was really nice yeah exactly uh, rather than having been on beck and call on the phone um uh, to like friends and family and stuff like that as well. Um, but man, we've got off a massive tangent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any, any questions or substance there? And I'll, I'll try exactly, and, yeah. No, try exactly. Um, so one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people resonate with yourself is that you're such an advocate for body confidence and being happy in your own body. Has this kind of come down to from when you competed in 2017? Um, and like, how did you find that whole yeah. experience? Yeah, so it was actually this day, this day two years ago, I think I was probably binging on something. It was like two days after my competition. Um, I really had a good prep. Like I was, I thought I was in the perfect position to do a competition. I'd said no to it for a couple of years. I just felt it was the right time then. I had no stress. My business was going well online. I was, um, you know, I had a lot of muscle. No, nothing known to worry about except myself so and I had a really good coach so Amanda from Recalibrated Bodies was um, coaching me just for like general general or general fat loss and uh, she was competing and she I, I saw her like you know in Nando's just the day before the competition and stuff I was like hold on can I do this so did the prep cruised it like I, I actually was like I'm not going to do well because I'm having this is too easy I was you know, I was in Portugal for like five weeks when I was about five weeks. No, I must have been, I think, no, I think I was about five weeks out when I went to Portugal for about three weeks. And like, I was just getting leaner and leaner. And I, even like, if I wanted to have an Indian, I had an Indian. If I wanted to drink wine, I had wine. And I think it's because I was just not stressed. Anyway, came second, delighted. And, um, but then afterwards, oh, it just, I mean, it's only now I can, I can start making sense of it. Um, yeah, I just, I struggled so much. Like, I, 
the next, you know, you have your day after the competition where you're eating a few donuts. I didn't even binge that much the day after the competition. I just like had a donut on Easter egg and was like dying to get back on to my normal macros or whatever. And then I just kept having these binges, but they, I didn't really identify them as like uncontrollable. It was like my friends who had competed came and stayed with me like two nights later, and we ended up like we had, well went to Nando's. At, like good stuff and then went to super value and just like bought loads of shit went back and we're like yeah we deserve it we just competed um and then you know a couple of days later I was at an award ceremony and like the sad thing is like I was I just felt so bloated like I just didn't want anyone to see me I was like I need to get a dress to cover my belly and everything even though like I was stick thin and basically this went on for the summer like I just kept feeling like oh my God, I can't wear that. Or like, oh, I'm too fat to wear that. But I couldn't say it out loud because I knew I wasn't fat and I didn't want to give people the wrong impression online. Like, it was was such, like my head was all over the place because I didn't know how to, it's like a part of me was like, okay, you're still really small. Like you're wearing a size 10. Like what, you know? And then I'd be like, okay, it's fine. And then I'd eat loads and I'd feel crap. And then, oh, it was I don't know I don't even know what fixed it I got to a point where then I actually did put on a good bit of weight like I was um after Croatia and stuff I just was oh my god like you know, I had so much when I was in Croatia my friends were kind of looking at me going like are you all right like I was just I don't know you know like I, it's, I can't even explain it um and then I don't know something happened when I went to the island like six months later something clicked and I think it was because I didn't care what people thought um or like people who met me didn't know me before. Like I wasn't worried about them seeing like judging me and going, oh, she's put on a bit of weight or, you know, she must've lost all that discipline she had or, cause that's really what you get out of competing. It's a sense of achievement of what you can achieve when you put your mind to it. Uh, and I felt like I was losing that while still trying to inspire people while gaining weight. Like it was, it was tough. Uh, and then, as I said, something happened in Thailand. I just stopped caring what people thought as much. Um, I, I gave up trying to do bodybuilding and did a lot more CrossFit. And I think that helped because with bodybuilding, I felt like I was fighting a losing battle. It's like the purpose of bodybuilding or training for hypertrophy is, you know, to look leaner where I was putting on weight. So, you know, like I was just really unmotivated. Um, yeah, and since then, I don't think I'll ever... I don't think I'll ever be happy with my body again. I've got to a point where I'm like pretty happy and like I've got a good balance where I'm, I know I'm enjoying my food. I'm not being restricted and I'm enjoying my training and then my body just kind of balances itself out to a point where I feel good and that's all that matters. Uh, but I still, I still, there's still times where I'm like, why do I feel the need to have all the pancakes when my friends don't? You know, and I'm like, is that something that stemmed from being so restrictive and I don't know I don't know uh it's I'm still trying to figure it out but I do try and advise people against competing and it's not I mean it's not against like I I understand I was in that bubble where you know it's sport and I get it but I just think the general female or you know young girls seeing it online thinking it's the next step when I just don't see the point of it like you really don't get that much out of it to justify the risk of turning out like this in your mind no I, like that's I, a big I, long answer yeah no but, I, no it's like i respect the people that kind of do it like we've got two two one 
two of the customers in our gym and then one of the PTs, two of them are over representing Ireland at the Europeans at the minute and I respect them yeah. for so much for the dedication. I personally couldn't do it. I did a photo shoot in a fitness photo shoot in November and like you, I struggled with food and I'd say only since probably about a month ago have I felt semi-normal again uh, yeah. regarding food. Like I still feel some sort of attachment of guilt to certain foods and stuff like that, which isn't good. I can't eat yeah. I can't eat egg whites and I can't eat salmon or anything like that since the photo shoot. Uh, it just oh, makes God, me... it's that bad, was it? Uh, you see, the thing is, that's why I didn't think I'd, I'd rebound, because I was, like, eating Nutella and Pringles, like, the week before the show. You know, like, I... I'm not in a bit, like... And the reason we did that, but, like, my coach was like, what's what do you want as soon as you step off stage? And I was like, salt and vinegar, Pringles, and Nutella. And she was like, okay, we'll have some today then. And I was like, oh. You know, so the, the idea was that I wouldn't yeah. crave or I wouldn't get bored of food. And, like, as soon as I... The thing is, um, after the... Because my, it just came down to physical... Or, like, my hormones were all messed up because I... Like, the female body is not meant to be that lean. Like, I've seen people compete and they don't rebound that badly, but I don't think they were as shredded as I was. Like, my... I had veins running through my stomach and everything and I think my body was just craving food and the problem is then people kept giving me Nutella and salt and vinegar Pringles and I'd have them in my apartment and I'd be so motivated I'm like yeah, I can have them there and then because I was still being restrictive I'd crack I'd eat them I'd feel like crap all of a sudden I consumed like 5,000 calories and it just didn't make sense to increase my calories then after that so then I'd be still restrictive and then you know it's a vicious circle yeah um, it's it's a it's a it's a mad it's a mad industry it's a mad sport uh i respect see, yeah and, and like to be honest i'm going completely the other direction now like now i'm i'm even questioning the need to even be lean you know like to even be in shape you know like i'm i'm looking at all the body positivity stuff and i'm like yes i agree like we shouldn't be defined by our bodies it doesn't matter if we have a bit of weight on us you know, I used to see, I, you know, I used to think, like, why don't people just like, get lean? You know, like, I used to think, it's so easy, why doesn't everyone just do it? Um, but, like, I, there's, there's just so many factors in life that, you know, like, if you want to travel, yeah, you could do it and get lean at the same time, but think, or you could enjoy the five-star buffets while, you, while they're there. Um, you know, like, I... I I think if if it's been if being lean means really restricting your life, is it worth it? I don't know. Um, so I try and teach my clients. You know, I try and empower them. You know, like learn about calories and macros and what food means. But and I, I'm all about you know fitting a Kit Kat into your macros. And I actually wrote an email about this recently. But I, you know, but I'm also about you know not stressing about it. You know, if it becomes stressful, it's probably not for you. Like counting macros. You know, if you're able to go out for pizza with your friends at the weekend and not feel guilty about it, and, you know, that's... I want people to have a healthy relationship with food. Like, even with everything in life, I want them to have an, as least a, the least amount of stress on their minds they can. If that means that, you know, some people are, are, are training hard and dieting and not and, and stressing that they're not seeing the results. So, I, like, that's the perfect person that I like to help because I like to take the stress away from them. I like to teach them about how to handle their nutrition. You know, it's not about like handing them diet plans. 
like empowering to make their own decision, take that bit of stress out of it. Um, but then at the same time, if there's people who are coming to me going, okay, I'm eating this many calories and I'm not losing weight, and you know, I can tell that they don't have that education healthy relationship yeah. with, with food and you know they're stressing it they're like i'm eating 1300 calories and i'm not losing weight and i'm like no i can tell you're the kind of person who probably eats 1300 calories then cracks and has the pizza and then you know, or you know or has whatever and you know it pushes themselves into a calorie surplus because they're so stressed about sticking to low calories and i'm all about let's go with higher calories and you will find that you won't feel you won't feel restricted you won't feel the need to have spurge and you just balance things out and even if you're on high enough calories and uh you know say you have say you have 500 calories left and your friends are all gone for pizza and you're like no i'm gonna stay in and have my turkey burger and, and rice um that's fine but if you go out and have pizza and you're like ah you know say eat another thousand calories if you don't stress about it like uh, if you average a pizza over the course of a week you're not probably going to push yourself into too much of a surplus. And the fact that if you, uh, the benefit of not stressing about it means that you're not, you're not going to restrict yourself too much. You know, I'm trying to get this out towards, you know, basically finding the balance with uh, taking the stress of dieting, just going out and doing what you want and not beating yourself up about it and realizing that, okay, it doesn't matter if you're a pound or two heavier this week, it, it's worth it. You know, go to a wedding, don't stress about, you know, oh my God, what if I, I'm going to, eat too much this weekend if you don't stress about it you'll go you'll eat what you want and you'll get over it and i think over the long run you'll balance things out like i think or your body has a, a, a point has a set point that if you don't fight it that's where it'll end up you know if you don't fight it by eating too much or eating too little i think your body will find a natural balance um so that's something that i'm trying to figure out myself and I'm trying to help other people figure it out so that might have all sounded very wishy-washy but I'm like fascinated by food psychology and 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 the, and the, the actual physical like what the body does with food and, and and how it reacts to hunger cues and everything like that um I'm fascinated by it and I'm learning about it and I'm teaching people about it but I'm actually looking back on things I've done or I've said over the last couple of years and I've you know, I'd, I'd change my opinion on some things now, but I always say I'm always learning and open to open to being corrected. Are you? Really, are you? Have you read The Hungry Brain? Oh, I'm, I'm literally. I've got an hour left in it. Yeah, I'm very interesting. I'm. Uh, I've only. I'd say I'm on about chapter three at the minute. It's. Uh, it's really interesting though. Um, yeah, yeah. Even like, I first thought it was very scientific, like all the, all the different parts and all the different. Yeah. Um, all the letters like NGO whatever it's like you're trying to listen to line of duty but <laughs> I mean the gist the gist of it is good you know I mean you don't have to I was going to think and I needed to slow down and get a hard copy sometimes I do that if a book is quite scientific or you know sometimes I'm like okay I better get a hard copy but uh, I kept going with listening to it and yeah, it's good. It's good. No, because I, exactly. I was out for the walk yesterday and I was kind of like, sometimes with some audiobooks, you can kind of dip in and out of your concentration. But with the, I found yeah. for like first three chapters anyway, you literally need to be clued in for the whole lot. Yeah. So I've had to yeah, slow. No, I think it gets a little bit easier to listen to them as well. So keep, stick with it. That's good to know. Good to know. Uh, no, one thing. another book called um, Just Eat It. It's uh, by a girl called Laura Thomas. Uh, she's on Instagram. But, and I was really excited about reading it, but I, I came away from it like a little deflated. Like there's so much 
good information in it and, and good ways of looking at things and like making females especially to, to realize you know make them realize that you know there's more to life than dieting and nutrition and it makes me kind of uh, think a lot about what if what if I never dieted like where would I be what if I'd never restricted myself ever when I was a teenager you know would I be still dieting now like there's a lot of food for thought in it but then at the same time she, I don't agree with everything in it like she, it's you know she's very she's very opinionated and really really like against dieting at all like against even health even eating for health I found that was I was shocked at how much she didn't agree with eating healthy food I mean that's and that's I, I haven't actually spoken about this too much because I I think you need to read the book to understand what I'm saying and like to understand her point of view again I always say you need context behind everything um it's an interesting read like so I, I'm kind of like I recommend it but with a pinch of salt um and like she absolutely hates Instagram people from what I can see you know like anyone who has any sort of influence or anyone who's ever posted anything fitness uh any kind of fitness inspiration on Instagram and do you know what I might in a couple of years look back and say the same but at the moment I, I, I kind of I didn't agree with all of it, but I agree with it. I think it's it's a good read. Yeah, I think if you take one or two points from every book, I think you'll be happy out. Like you're not going to agree yeah. with everyone. Um, and that's what I think. Reading anything, read anything with a pinch of salt. With I'm looking at all these documentaries, and you know, something has some. There are some truths in it, but a lot of them are. You know, I think just listen, read, read listen, watch everything with a pinch of salt. You know, with the a mindset of because when I was reading Just Eat It I was also reading How Not to Die which is all about eating for health and it was so funny like both books were complete opposites of each other and like both are, are quoting science and but if you had just listened to one and take that as gospel you know you'd, you'd probably find yourself misinformed um, so yeah I always advise any book yeah, look for context and watch it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I think that's good advice. One of the things you alluded to, kind of regarding the dieting and stuff like that, I kind of see it as like a diet is kind of a short term. It's kind of like an eight to a sixteen week kind of cut, or you're kind of trying to lose weight. You're not meant to be dieting for the rest of your life, and that's yeah. and like it's a short term thing. You've either, you're either getting ready for a wedding, you're trying to get into a, a bikini for the summer or whatever it may be. You're not going to be dieting for the rest of your life. You you need to find some sort of happy medium that you feel comfortable in clothes, you feel sexy, you kind of, you're able to be yourself without having to restrict yourself. And what I try to instill into all of my online clients and face-to-face clients is that you can still have a social life and still lose weight. It's literally just either putting a plan into place or picking or, or else just not associating or trying not to associate guilt with, with, with food. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I've I've done a lot of intuitive eating as well, which I is absolutely when you're when you've counted macros for years, like the only time I'd really be like not counting macros is at Christmas, and that's when I go like all out. So the thought of me not counting macros, like I was talking about doing it in Thailand, probably this time last year was the first time. I was actually terrified. Like I didn't trust myself to eat like an adult, and I realised that. So I started by. Um, by, by eyeballing food like I still kept a rough idea of calories in my head uh, with, uh, the rule was I wasn't allowed to open my fitness pal um, so I'd 
kept a rough idea of calories. If I knew, if I didn't know what something was, I wasn't allowed to check. I just had to either have what I wanted of it um, and make a rough guess and move on. And the thing is, you could be way off. And that's the same thing. Even when you are tracking macros, you could be way off. But if you're consistent or long run, you know, if you're not being like really restrictive and then it leads to a blowout, if you're just consistent, even if you're consistently wrong with two or 300 calories every day, over the long run, you're probably going to balance out. Um, so, but even now, I'm going to go back to kept macros for, for the summer, I think, because I, I mean, it's not, I don't stress about it. It's something for me that, and luckily I can get away with quite high calories. So what I'm going to do is like say 2,000 calories a day and 3,000 Saturday and Sunday. And that sounds crazy, but it gives me so much freedom that's a lot of the freedom weekend, on the weekend. I will not yeah. feel restricted at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I can even have 4,000 on Saturday and 2,000 on Sunday and still feel like, and that, and I know that if that meant calories, I get a bit leaner. And it'll be slow, but it'll mean that I'm not stressed about going to the wedding in two weeks because I'd be like, God, I'd be lucky if I managed to squeeze in 4,000 calories in a day. Um, or I could even go a little bit tighter and go 1,900 Monday to Friday and have, you know, 4,500 on Saturday. But if I do that, it would. I don't think. I don't think I'll feel the need to eat that much, like at all. Um, but I think by doing that consistently for the next couple of months, you know, I'll slowly drop a little bit of the body fat that I've put on from not training and eating all around me um, for the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I think finding that I was like, consistency is key. Like you don't have to be perfect. Consistency. I'm, I'm delighted that you mentioned kind of the the weekly calorie target. Uh, yeah, it's something I've, I've done. I've created a little um, spreadsheet for my focused furnace clients, which are the one-on-one people I deal with. And we basically just have it. I see. I don't be doing this with people if they don't if they're only learning because I find they might you know restrict too much during the week to save too many calories the weekend. Um, so I try. I only do it with my clients who kind of been with me a while. Uh, but I have, you know, an Excel sheet that's built out that, you know, it even means that, you know, if your protein is low today, it's grand, you can make up for tomorrow. You know, it just shows the the remaining calories for the week. And I, it works well for shift workers as well. You know, people who are, who have short days and long days, it means that, you know, if they eat a little bit less today and they can have more tomorrow, it's just, you know, because it's not even week to week calories that matter. It's month to month. It's year to year. Um, like I know, like in the last year, I've, been in a calorie surplus yet I've been in I've tried so much to be in deficit but it's because I've, I've given myself too many weeks off uh, so I think learning to be consistent in the long run is really important and how I think uh, I cut across you there no you're okay uh, and how how often are you training at the minute I know you're kind of taking a little bit of a break because I know you were training uh, over in Bali and then I met you during Songkran underneath a rubber duck uh, <laughs> that's stupid True duck. story. <laughs> I fucking hate that duck. Uh, <laughs> no one else is helping with it. I was like, I'm taking this duck home. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so like, I was like, how many times my training? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, the thing is, training for me is like, it's never an issue. And if people are like, how do you stay motivated? I'm like, I love training. Um, the problem is, like, I'm actually not even training. Like, sometimes I, I, I think, okay, I want to be in good shape. I want to be lean and I know what to do to get to, you know to get the the bikini bod of my dreams but at the same time I'm like no nah, but I actually love doing CrossFit and like 
for me, do across, especially while traveling, it's a lot of kind of random stuff. You know, there's no progressive overload. It's always kind of high intensity classes. Um, even in units, like obviously those conditioning classes are so tough. Um, it's all mental. There strength, there's strengths involved, but yeah, it's a lot, a lot of high intensity stuff. So <clears throat> at the moment, well, at the moment, the last three or four weeks, I haven't really done much. Um, like ideally, I like to do uh, a CrossFit class of some sort or strength training and then some cardio. And I do that probably five days a week. Uh, I very much listen to my body. And I, I don't recommend people training as much as me. But again, because I have no stress, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm able to put a bit of stress in my body because I'm, eating, I'm not dieting too hard. I'm, I have no other stress. I have time to do it. I'm, I'm getting enough sleep. Uh, you know, I kind of listen to my body as well. Like I know, especially in Thailand, if I'm training twice a day, I do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By Wednesday evening, I am fried, and I take a full day, full rest day on Thursday, and then I might do two sessions on Friday. I'll do one on Saturday and rest again. Um, so you're kind of taking two and a half rest days to allow yourself to be able to train at the intensity at unit. It's in, it is intense. And I, the reason why I went over to unit was either from a few recommendations, but also to kind of like get out of my comfort zone because for so long I've been kind of training like four or five times a week with strength training and all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, I'm getting a little bit bored of this. I kind of wanted yeah. to, to yeah. Try, try and change something new. And now since I, tried, since I did a little bit over in unit, kind of like well i i actually enjoy this style a little bit more uh the higher intensity stuff yeah where I, it's great even just training because i never did classes or anything i always like trained for hypertrophy bodybuilding style training you know i was all about training for what it looks like now, I, I did and i always enjoyed like i always enjoyed my training so i always enjoyed doing my deadlifts and squats and everything um but i there's another element of my crossfit style training where you know you're in a group you're trying new things you're pushing yourself to different limits like i'm the fittest i've ever been now uh, or what i was probably about two months ago but um it's kind of it, it, I, I go back to bodybuilding now i'm actually going to do some bodybuilding today like i'm trying to find the right balance of training for my goals and training for enjoyment so uh it's a really fine balance though i find yeah yeah um, and I find that I'm trying to tell, you know, people are coming to me saying, you know, like, I still think if you want to look, you know, like, people aren't, some people, a lot of people aren't training towards their goals. And I try and explain that, you know, like, the word hypertrophy is like an, an auto response on my phone. Um, you know, like a lot of females are, are training really light weights and high intensity cardio, and yet they want, you know, toned glutes. And I'm like, okay. That's you know I I, spent, I feel like I'm blue in the face over the last couple of years trying to explain about weight training for females and eating enough to to fuel this training and muscle building, um, but and then I feel like then I'm doing the opposite myself by doing like Muay Thai and CrossFit. I'm like I'm not building any muscle here, but I'm okay with that because I'm not trying to build toned glutes. Although maybe I am now. <laughs> I was like I have enough muscle, it'll be fine. And now I'm like I think I lost all my muscle. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it, it's kind of like when you're at one extreme of having muscle and then you're one extreme of having too much cardio. You're kind of like it, it is trying to find the right the right balance that actually suits you and what what you're actually yeah. looking for. But I I like the way that you've alluded to kind of having a goal. And a lot of people kind of just train for the sake of training when there's nothing in particular. And like if you have something 
in the distance that you kind of got like a wedding or you've kind of got a summer holiday or something coming up it is kind of important to kind of have something to kind of drive towards because you'll find that your the intensity in the sessions will be upped a little bit uh yeah. and you're you'll be a little bit a little bit more conscious with your food i'm not saying restriction with your food by any means but you are a little bit more conscious of kind of where you're getting your energy balance from uh, the high protein stuff and kind of what's working for you and then that can bring on to your next goal if you know what i mean so kind of always setting mini goals is always a, a nice thing and that's why i try to instill into the face-to-face and online clients that I have at the minute um you mentioned an awful lot about kind of body positive image and you kind of one of the things you speak about is kind of the cellulite you kind of alluded to it earlier about owning it and stuff like that fair play for putting those those pictures up because so many people in fitness are literally six pack and all that kind of stuff and i admire you so much for putting yourself out there for doing that um, yeah and as i said it's, it's more for my own confidence you know i used to be like oh what if, what if this guy i like is watching and i'm like oh, now i'm so like comfortable myself i'm like do you know what if he if he is watching and he doesn't like it you know that'll save me the effort of going on a date with him and then him finding out i don't know like i'm really like i just if this is me if you don't like this that's fine like it's and i think if more people were like that like i see so many girls living on filters and I'm like, you're beautiful. Like, it actually scares me that there's so many gorgeous girls that I mean, that I consider gorgeous that will not be online without a filter. And I'm, I, I, it makes me sad because I'm like, that girl's not confident enough to. And so, like, I, I would love to use a filter. Like, I'd love to come on every day and be, you know, this flawless looking thing. But I do think. You know, I I, I think I, I'm glad that I, I'm confident enough to go on without a filter, but that didn't come easily. Like, I think I had to, I remember putting a picture up of me with my spots all over. I was like, I I was, I actually hid down on Wex Roof on the weekend. I was like, I just don't want to see anyone. My skin was like sore. I had so many spots on my face. I was, I was embarrassed. Like, so I, I was down on Wexford and then that night, I just put up a picture on my feed, no makeup, just all my spots. And I was just like, look, suffer my spots everyone does and that made me like it's it's doing it's a selfish way of thinking because it's like right now i now i can get on with my life you know like now people know i have spots and it's nothing to be ashamed of and then they're the kind of things that people you get the most love on you know that's the things that people interact with the most um well no like people always interact the most with lean bodies but the second most interactive thing is when you're just being real and showing insecurities and vulnerability. Um, so yeah, I've, I've read that and I know that if I'm vulnerable or if I, if I am myself, it's, it's always worked out. I mean, I mean, it's not always worked out. I've pissed off a few people in my time, but you know, I have enough support luckily that I get away with it. And do you have a tight support group? friends I'm very much like independent you know like I'd happily spend a lot of time on my own um but you know I've friends like me and Sinead are just sitting there texting and being like oh my god I've read this book yet I've read this book yet um I have like really good friends who support me like my family have been so good um I even remember that my dad the day I told him I was you know going back to my old job I was like yeah it's only a contract he's like what are you gonna do with the end of the contract I was like um I'm going to be a personal trainer. He was like, what? But then he had quit his job to go out on his own. So I was like, well, you can't say anything. You have a mortgage and I don't. So, um, you know, my family have always been so supportive. They didn't really get it. I, I mean, my mom and dad 
follow everything now. You know, my mom will text me to ask me if I'm okay if I don't post something in my story for a few hours. But um, they get it. Like my, I remember my nanny even like, you know, they don't really understand what's going on. But my nanny was like, "Why did BMW give you a car?" Because <laughs> the internet. <laughs> um, I know. I think at the start, you know, some even some people I used to be closer with, closer friends. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, posting your dinner again," or. Uh, what you know? Are you allowed to eat that? Are you taking a selfie? Or and you know now I'm like, remember that thing you were slagging me about? Yeah, it's taught me this life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I really do, I have I have a lot of good friends who, you know, they might not even understand what I'm up to, but they they support me, um, and they support the fact that I can go away for a couple of months and never see them and go home and they'll, you know, we're still just as good friends. That's that's awesome. I think like having having like you say your parents are kind of they'll text you and stuff like that, and they'll kind of keep you on your toes. And that's what parents are for. And then if you're mates, like I've a I've a really close group of friends from school and stuff like that. And they if I put up something up on Instagram, uh, it will go straight up on the lads WhatsApp group, and literally yeah. they'll keep you on your toes, and they'll they'll they won't let you get too big for um, your shoes. I, I always think I'm like well because my like my little brother. I actually don't even think he follows me. But he, um, you know, he when he was he must have only like eighteen, nineteen when I started all this, and he was like, "Oh my god, you cannot put that on Instagram!" You know, like I was really embarrassing. But now he, you know, now he, he he's like, uh, "Do you get any more protein there?" I'm like, "Yeah, I see. Now you're now you're supporting me." Um, but yeah, I mean, it's mad when yeah, I mean, you have to you have to put yourself out there. You have to. Not post embarrassing things, but you know, like you're posting inspiring things, and people are like, you know, your friends will, will be like, will flag you, and that's fine. I always say first, first they'll ask you why you do it, and then they'll ask you how you did it. Yeah, no, exactly. Same, same, with, same with dieting as well. You know, yeah. people be like, why aren't you drinking tonight? And then you're out a month later, like, oh my god, you look amazing, and I'm like, yeah, remember that night I wasn't drinking. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's just different priorities, and you've kind of you've. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Have you had much experience in kind of the negative side of social media? I know it's brought a, so many oh great God. things to your life. But I've, I've been... How long have you got? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, 99% of the messages I get are like the most amazing thing. I've just have one particular stalker who's been like, I mean, yeah, there's people who I who I have annoyed with my opinions and stuff. And I get that. Like, I'm very strongly opinionated. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know anyone that I agree with 100%. So, um, yeah, like I've, I've probably pissed off a lot of people online. Like people don't follow me, and that's fine. You know, like I'm living a very different life to a lot of people. And sometimes, again, when you take things out of context, you see me on a beach in Thailand going, "Live your life," and people are like, "Yo, that's easy for you to say." You know, you're uh, living. Your life. But it's, I don't always mean. Like, you know, I live. I mean, you know, when I say live your life, it might mean you know spending an extra hour with your kids, you know, while you can, and that kind of thing. But yeah, so sometimes I get like things taken out of perspective, and I can understand why people might say some comments. And I always, always try and be as I look at it like from a third person perspective, or you know, I look at it from that person's perspective of what they're seeing, what they're feeling, and I try never to reply negatively. And um, you know, I try and you know, maybe I am wrong about something, you know, and I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah, hands up, I actually didn't know that, or I didn't think that. And I think replying rationally to, to, to things that are often very un- or to things that are often irrational um you know i think that's helped me a lot you know to take any negativity and 
sleep on it because a lot of the time I am on my own and I might see all these messages being written about me and uh, like I try I don't want to see it like ignorance is bliss but I do sometimes get sent screenshots of people in like Facebook groups and stuff talking about me and a lot of it is a lot of it would be like half truths or you know absolute lies and I always want to address it and I might be really upset if I see it when I'm on my own you know just in my apartment at night time and I was like no just do nothing turn your phone off sleep on it and I'm a different person in the mornings, you know, like when I'm not tired and cranky. I'm like, I can't believe I was going to address that. It's no big deal. These people feel that about me. It's not true. So, you know, there's no point in addressing it because it'll just cause more drama. Um, you know, I, I, any kind of negativity I get to deal with pretty well in my own mindset. And uh, I just have, like, I have one stalker who's just out to get me for the last couple of years, just constantly sets up fake accounts and does anything they can to try and upset me but like I just I, I just I'd love to help that person like I, that is someone who is clearly you know has issues with themselves or you know needs to speak to someone and I mean to, to, to spend that much time on someone they don't know or maybe they do know me but you know I just don't understand it but I'd rather I'd love to help them without being and that sounds really condescending like I've, I've often tried to reply be like imagine saying to someone you need help but I'm trying to do it in a genuine way but I, I can't I, there's no way of saying it without you know annoying them further so and I just ignorant. ignore delete and block and yeah. just yeah. keep going back ignorance is bliss sometimes um, yeah and do you manage to turn off from social media or how do you do it um, yeah like when I'm out and about or if I'm busy, I, I you know I won't even like I might not post for a couple of hours, and that's fine. Like I, I don't think it takes that much from my life. That I, sometimes, yeah, no, when I'm stressed about something, if I'm getting a lot of negativity, I'm like, oh my god, I just need a break from Instagram, and I can easily go offline. But um, I mean, I really enjoy it. I, again, when I'm alone, I suppose I'm never really alone because uh, I can. I, there's always people to talk to, and. You know, there's so much, like, just nice people on Instagram to talk to all the time. And I've met some even from it. That I've never really felt the need to, like, go off it all together. Um, I probably would. I remember I was, in, I was like, I'm going to go 24 hours off Instagram. And then I was just bored. Like, I got my work done. I was like, eh, you know, what am I, why am I taking away from myself? Uh, now, I often go, I, I do think there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, taking your head out of the phone and looking around. Like, I love going for a walk with you know, with no phone or airplane mode and just like looking at the trees and no music and just being really like in the now. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, uh, there's probably a lot to be said for taking time off social media, but uh, as long as it's not affecting you in any negative way, yeah. I think it's all right. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Um, you mentioned books and you're a massive reader. Uh, do you have... What would be your top three books that you've read kind of this year, either on the the mental health side or the business side or fit the nutrition or whatever it may be? Oh my gosh, I really have my audible list up here. Um, I, I, I've mentioned, uh, I always mention Lost Connections. It's so good. Yeah. Have you read it yet? I listened to it after Sinead said it. Oh yeah, I had to, I've listened to it because I, I listened to it probably about two years ago and then when I, t- I listened to it again, probably about two months ago and then I like I said Sinead was like you have to read that and I love that she loved it as much as I did because I keep I keep posting about it I even accidentally recommended it to the author so I just <laughs> like, I, I followed I followed the author on Twitter and 
you know, just reading tweets, you know, I can read who's, what the name is. And this guy tweeted something and I replied to him, I was like, oh my God, you'd love this book. Lost Connections. And then I realised I had, he was, he wrote the book, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, Lost Connections, just to make you look at the way the world or people work. Um, Awaken, I always mention Awaken the Giant Within. Uh, it's, it's Tony Robbins. Yeah, um, it's one of the ones that kind of made me set some goals, and I know I smashed those goals. And I'm like, okay, I always kind of credit that book with getting to where I want to be. And um, do you know what's a really good one for fitness? Like that, I I think is you're better off spending money on this book than paying a personal trainer. Uh, Thinner, leaner, stronger, or bigger, leaner, stronger. Have you heard of either of those, Michael I, Matthews? Yeah, I've heard Matthews that. Yeah. Name, Matthew Michaels, Matthew Michaels, Michael Matthew. Can't remember. Um, but I think a lot of females would do well to listen to Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. Um, it, you know, it just it explains about your body composition and uh, hypertrophy training in kind of layman terms. And I think it just it's yeah, it's very good. Um, but yeah, I get a lot. Of, I get asked a lot about health and fitness, and I don't know. Like I'm finding, I'm trying to find a nutrition book that I would refer people to. I, I don't know. A lot of the ones, like a lot of people told me to. A lot of the nutrition books I read are, you know, very um, like how not to die. I, I was like, this is perfect. It's all about health, but it's there's a very much kind of a a vegan. Um, like the doctor who wrote it is vegan and I feel I just feel it's a little unbalanced like I mean I eat pretty much a vegan diet and I'm saying that you know like I I like to have I, I'm trying to find something that's a bit more balanced uh I don't know I mean I'll come back in a couple of years and say it was he was completely right I don't know but uh, I don't know if there's that many I haven't read many nutrition books that I really recommend yeah some um, can be quite technical and stuff I know one one book that has definitely changed how I can explain and definitely how I can relate to uh, everyday people is a book called Slim by Design by Brian Wansink. So, so it basically tells you the psychology of what happens to say if you're at like a buffet, how you're, what happens in your brain when you're at the buffet that you kind of like, it's almost a challenge to eat as much as you can. And then it comes yeah. up with tactics of how to actually put into place that that actually won't happen. And it's simple as sitting further away from the buffet and having your back to it. So out of sight, out of yeah. mind, which we spoke about earlier. And then it kind of goes through kind of how to lay out your kitchen, how to lay out your living room, how to lay out your presses. It goes into all that psychology and stuff like that. It's really oh. interesting, but it's it's in it's in layman's terms, like so. It's not it's not overly complicated, but it's definitely oh, it's uh, it's really good. And I have that on my kind of questionnaire when people sign up with me, and they have kind of like a readiness uh, rating uh, to see where they're at. And it's marked out of one to thirty for the kind of the kitchen, and uh, then it's marked out of one to forty or fifty for your social circle, and then it's your kind of the other side of it's kind of like your emotional side and your, your emotional triggers. So it's really interesting. So it's it's a it's a decent book, and it's not it's not overly expensive on Amazon or anything like that. I forget to add it to my list. I'm actually I'm so my audible here. I have like I've I don't have any books that I could recommend, but another one I read recently um that's good is Russell Brand's book Recovery, um Freedom from Addictions. He's just it's just so well spoken and it's kind of spiritual, but it's really interesting. Uh, I know you mentioned David Goggins. 
to Sinead as well. That's yes. a great book. Especially, I was reading that while I was training with Eunice. That really helped me, like... It's so um, good. I listened to it like, while I was training, and it literally, if he doesn't get you G'd up, I don't know what will. Yeah. Like, the man is so... And he's actually doing a talk in London. I was weighing up going over to... He's doing a talk in London in June or July, and I was weighing up going over. Uh, yeah, he'd be a good one to, to hear speak. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. One book that I need everyone to listen to is Why We Sleep. It's so book. good. It's so and good. It is so, so, so important. Like, my family are sick of me sending the link into the family group. I'm like, can we all please just read this for our long-term health? Like, I did not realize. And I love coffee, and I've stopped drinking as much coffee. Like, it is so important that everyone reads that. It's it's probably one of the most beneficial books that I've read since I started uh, in this industry. Yeah. It, it's literally it does change your perspective and it kind of alludes to how sleep can hinder kind of like when you're older and kind of your your health uh, with your mental health and all that kind of stuff and other mental illnesses and brain illnesses, illnesses when you're older as well. So I 100%, I, that's probably one of the best. I'm literally looking at my book collection now and that's up there uh with it as well um yeah. i know i'm obsessed with books like i'm i just i love learning and i you know so uh, i nearly i can't even have a shower without listening to something you know like i love just trying to gather as much information as i can every day i like reading like i love reading hard copy books but the problem when you travel is that you can't uh bring them around like i've, I've probably got the biggest book ever at the moment coming around me and you know, how it's taking up space when you're living in a suitcase, it's like a big part of I mean, it seems like a waste of space, but I just love getting my phone out of my hand and just switching off reading. Like, I don't read any fiction. Like, it's literally only things that will help me improve in some way. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm like that at the minute. And I used to be like, I wasn't great in school. I never applied myself at school. Uh, and then in college I kind of copped on a little bit got a master's and then I never read a book I'd, I'd say I didn't read a book for about three or four years and since I started doing this it's like you cannot take a book or a podcast or an audio book or something away from me it's literally always yeah. trying to trying to learn something and like the way Brian Keane explains it is that your car is like an audio book on wheels uh, oh yeah, yeah I know and actually that's one thing I I used to get a lot more in when I was driving around but like I don't really drive uh, I mean, I have a car, but you know, like obviously in Bali and stuff, you're, you're you can listen to an audiobook when you're on the scooter. But when I didn't have the scooter and I was just walking places, I find it really hard because you know, when you, you can you have your phone in your hand, then like you need to have, you need to listen to it like when you're washing the dishes or when your hands are busy because it's really hard to concentrate if you're looking at your phone and listening to something. Oh, it's very so it's like driving yeah. is perfect. Yeah, one hundred percent. We've got two more questions. So, if I was to ask you for your motto in life right now, what would it be? You're going to die. Wow. <laughs> Silence. I mean, I got it's Gary V. Um, yeah. You're going to die, like you know. When you look back at the end of your life, when you look back at you know, but anything, how like how would you consider if you were going to die tomorrow? How would you live your life? Even if you're going to die in six months, like, because, you know, people are always like, oh, if I was going to die tomorrow, I'd sell my house. I'm like, well, sell your house. Like, you, you can buy a new house. You know, well, I don't know. You don't need a house. Well, I don't. I don't know. So, but yeah, just, I just think when you consider things that, you know, when life is short and it doesn't matter what people think and it doesn't matter where you are in the career ladder and it doesn't matter what car you drive because you're going to die. And if, and 
like the amount of times I've stopped and thought, um, you know, people message me and they're like, are you not worried about earthquakes in Bali? I'm like, I would rather die in an earthquake in Bali than sit at home worrying about it. Sit at home in Ireland worrying about, you know. I, I keep thinking now, like if, if, if I die tomorrow, I feel like I'm, I've lived the best life I can. And I don't know if a lot of people can say that. So I'm, I just think people need to realise that you're like, going to die. I like, or not. Immortal. Yeah. No, I, I like the the whole outlook of the, what you just mentioned there about you'd rather be in Bali than just sitting inside the pub or sitting at home watching TV or watching Netflix at home. It's, uh, it's yeah. a much better uh, outlook on it. Like mine would be, I'm stealing this from one of the guys I've met uh, and it's uh, just be sound. Um, it takes yeah. it takes more effort to be a prick. Um, yeah, to go and that's why I love Buddhism. It's all, it's all about just being sound to everyone. And being really mindful. They should is, get they should get that on a coffee mug or a t-shirt. Buddhism is just be sent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's coming up next for Siobhan and the fitness um, fitness? Lots of movement. I'm I'm like I'm in Europe for the summer instead. So funny. But, uh, no, I'm um, a wedding in Spain. I have a wedding. I have two weddings in Spain. One in June. One in July. I'm gonna try get to Galway races for the first time. Um, and it's funny because I was actually panicking about that going oh I can't because that's just after ultra so I'm going to ultra and then I'm going to go to the Galway races and I was panicking thinking oh but like I, what if I don't have any money and I probably need to like diet after you know the wedding and ultra and I was like no go to the Galway races you've never been it's so school crap enjoy it um, and then I'm back here to Bali I'm, I'm having a re- I'm hosting a retreat in Bali on the 18th of August um, so I'm flying back out on the 8th and then I have no idea what I'm doing in my life. Uh, I really want to study. Uh, I, I'm hopefully going to do a degree online in psychology. Uh, I just need to be really sure it's what I want to do. Uh, and not even not even to be a psychologist, but just to un- just because I'm really really interested in it, and um, I think it's something I genuinely would be interested in studying. And I just like feeling like I'm improving myself or working on something. Because uh, at the moment I'm just kind of cruising. But, yeah that's awesome everything's good I wish you the best of luck with the the retreat and enjoy the weddings and enjoy the the madness of the Galway races thank you thanks for having me on that's a lot of waffling no it's a I I, saw like we we have a big list of questions guys and Siobhan has answered most of them in like fours and fives Um, and but like there's so much that I took out of the amount of books that Siobhan's recommended and like it's def it's definitely I really like the way Siobhan kind of has kind of sat back and looked at things from when she was traveling and is able to kind of sit back and kind of like say, this is how I'm going to do things. And she's still trying to figure things out. And no one has their, no one has their, their shit hundred percent together. And I think that's why so many people resonate with you. And I, I, I love your honesty. I love your message. So whatever you're doing, keep it up. You're smashing it. So fair play. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me and thanks for anyone who's actually listened all this way. (laughs) Thank you so much, Siobhan. So guys, if you're up for or want to know about online coaching with myself, Shane Walsh Fitness, head over to www.shanewalshfitness.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at Shane Walsh Fitness as well. Head over to the website and you can have a little bit of information, see if it's a fit for you. Uh, Have a look at a couple of the client transformation as well and we can kind of go from there. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I'm really, really excited for the feedback for this. Thanks again to Siobhan for coming on. 
and I'm really excited for it to hear from you guys. So please do like and share as always on the social media platforms and uh, I'll talk to you soon guys. Thank you so much.